Well, we are in James chapter 5 today, and, and I invite you to stay close to that text. We're going to um, spend most of our time there, and then have 1 Kings chapter 17 open as well. Uh, we're going to want to remain pretty close to these texts today. They are uh, challenging in certain ways, but they will reveal themselves to us. This week we're going to discover the power behind prayer. Uh, if you happen to have missed last Sunday, as I said, we talked about prayer, what it is, what it is not. Prayer is not only the privilege of the Christian, it's biblically commanded. So we all need to be people of prayer. And we learned a good bit about prayer last week. Uh, we discovered prayer is a communion. It's an intimacy with God. In many ways, it resembles a conversation. God speaks to us through his word, reveals himself to us. And we respond back to him by expressing the concerns of our hearts and of our minds. God has spoken to us. The opening verse of Hebrews tells us, God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers, in the prophets, in many portions and in many ways, in these last days, has spoken to us in his Son. God has spoken to us in his Son. And Jesus is not just a mouthpiece of God. He's not just a spokesperson for God. Jesus himself is God. God has spoken in the incarnation of his Son, who came to live in human flesh. When Christ walked the earth, God walked the earth. When Christ is speaking, God is speaking. And not only did Christ speak to the generation alive during his three-year earthly ministry, he also commissioned the apostles to record and recall what he had taught. In that very last night, when he was betrayed before he was crucified, Jesus was attempting to comfort the disciples for the, the stress and the persecution ahead. And he told them that he was going to send them a helper. Jesus identified this helper as the Holy Spirit of God. And he said in John chapter 15, When the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, that is the Holy Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify about me. And you will testify also, he told the apostles, because you have been with me from the beginning. Then again in chapter 16, Jesus says, I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears from the Father... He will speak, and He, meaning the Holy Spirit, will disclose to you what is to come. So we find in these verses that God the Son sends the Helper, the Holy Spirit, who proceeds from God the Father. This reveals the relationship of what we call the triune Godhead. The word Trinity, you might not know, is not found in the Bible. Trinity is a term that Christians use to describe what is noticeably seen in the Bible. Don't let that trip you up. There are many people today that will deny the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit of the Godhead. But this go, Holy Spirit guided the apostles as they recalled what Christ had taught 
and as they wrote down the scriptures. This is one reason 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is God-breathed and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and training in righteousness. All scripture is God-breathed. And the Greek term for spirit, pneuma, also means breath or to breathe. So God the Spirit breathed out the scriptures through the writing of the apostles. Through the writings of the apostles. This explains why the apostle Peter said in his, in his second letter, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 21, Peter says, First of all, you should know this, 